According to oncology medical organizations, cancer patients may be at greater risk of contracting the coronavirus due to possible compromised immunity and thus may be concerned about contracting this virus. Percy, how can we help and support this community? Yeah, Wayne, this is a concern for for many in, in the oncology community. And one of the biggest things that we want people to remember and that we're going to talk about today is who is God, you know, who God is, and that he is on our side. Mm-hmm. And then the second biggest thing, obviously, is standing with them against the impact of fear and possible guilt that may come along with being a cancer patient, as well as someone dealing with coronavirus. So coming up, we're going to talk about how to support and strengthen cancer patients who have or are concerned they will get COVID-19. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy is sitting comfortably in his home office here because... uh, as the, this is recorded, Percy, we're all still under the uh, shutdown in many places, and it's just wise to spend as much time at home as possible. Wisdom and prudence. The Bible says above all things that we should get and ask for is wisdom. Yes. And I believe that the wisdom of the day, despite some that may be pushing back against the thought of this, is to, as much as we possibly can, is to separate from one another to give ourselves an opportunity as a world uh, the ability and the benefit to push back against the uh, the potential negative effects of coronavirus. Yeah, well, as people listen to this, of course, the situation may or may not have changed. Uh, we can't tell what's going to happen in the future here as we record. But the truth is, these past few months, we've we've been through it as a, as a nation and the world has been through it, and uh, we're learning. And hopefully, uh, this uh, virus is mitigating. But uh, we've got a long ways to go yet. We do. And, and, you know, and the, the big spiritual takeaway from where I sit uh, in, in my mind, theologically, is that we have all been brought to our knees of submission, of, of having to kind of reset and, and take a look at who we are and how we function and, and, and what we have done in the past that may need some adjustments going forward. So with that being said, we are working through a process for yep. sure. Yep. And one thing that's come out of this uh, past few months is a new appreciation for our health care providers who have done just heroic things here. Uh, so many people have uh, recovered. Many lives have been lost, of course, but so many others have recovered due to these, uh, these wonderful workers. Yeah, we salute them and we thank God for them. They have been courageous and they have endured uh, working under some pretty, you know, extreme circumstances to provide health care to all of us. And so we thank God for them and we salute them for their for their acts of service, for sure. No doubt. Well, we're acknowledging today that there are some cancer patients who are especially concerned because this is a what we call a pre-existing condition that makes them vulnerable to coronavirus. So let's let's speak to that today. Absolutely. When the cancer community, uh, due to the possible uh, impact of their immune system, you know, because of treatment and and other dynamics, may be, you know, vulnerable to uh, contracting uh, coronavirus. And so many of the oncology medical organizations have uh, shared that information about uh, those who may be vulnerable. And so 
uh, we felt that it, it's important and would be important to talk about how to support cancer patients who possibly may have contracted or will contract coronavirus because that's kind of a double whammy when you yes. sit and think about it. Sure. And, you know, and I'll speak from my perspective, Wayne. You know, I'm a I'm a cancer survivor at this point. I have not undergone any type of uh, treatment for cancer, but I had surgery. And, you know, as as the audience should be aware, I had a third of my colon removed. And, you know, so I'm part of that population to a certain extent. And so you think about that, you know, in terms of working through the rigors of cancer and treatment, and then possibly maybe being affected or affected uh, by coronavirus, that's that's kind of a double mental whammy that you've sure. got to work through and yeah. process a little bit. So we want to talk about how to support this community. If you come in contact with a cancer patient, who may contract coronavirus and how to support them. Well, let's start the process by looking to scripture, as we always do. Romans chapter 15 is where you want to take us? Let's go. Yep. Uh, Our spiritual nugget and platform to bounce off of will be uh, Romans 15, verses 1 and 2. And it says this, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves, Each of us should please our neighbors for their good and to build them up. We actually have a scriptural mandate here, actually, that in the midst of of this outbreak, there are people who are well and healthy, and we thank God for that. And the question to be asked is, what can we do or what should we do uh, with regard to that community that may be struggling and experiencing challenges as a result of being a cancer patient and or contracting coronavirus. Well, the scriptures are very clear that we that are strong, we should bear with the failings and uphold and support those that are weak. And it's not to to do anything for our egos and not to be stroked and to be thanked and congratulated, but it says that each of us should please our neighbors for their good. We're doing this for the benefit of our world and our community. And this is a godly mandate. It's a Christian mandate, quite frankly, and that we should build them up. And so let's jump off from that school of thought spiritually around Uh, supporting cancer patients with coronavirus. All right. We have a resource we want our listeners to take advantage of, ways to respond to cancer patients. We all want to say and do the right thing. We all want to help and encourage. Well, how do you do that? Well, Percy has put together some wonderful thoughts on just how to go about that. It's called Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients, and you can download this right now. You don't have to wait at all. Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for the resource. Download it, print it, share it with others if you like. And it's available free of charge. No obligation, of course. Ways to respond to cancer patients. Find it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's dig a little deeper into this subject today. Supporting cancer patients who are concerned about the coronavirus. Percy, what what would you say to us? Well, uh, first, I want to backtrack and say that despite the title of uh, the free resource, Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients, many of the the suggestions there also are applicable to the coronavirus dynamic of mentally, course, emotionally, yes. and spiritually as well. So just yep. wanted to make sure that people knew that and understood that. Good. But but to, to dig into our conversation for today, Wayne, supporting cancer patients with coronavirus, whether a cancer patient has also been diagnosed with the, the virus, if they may have had a symptom or if they have been exposed to it or if they are fearful that they may get this We should be, again, we who have not been impacted by that negatively should be a source of light and strength to this community, to each other. God has not forsaken these folks, and he has sent us to be his hands and feet in the earth. And it reminds me of another scripture that says that those who have 
visited those who were sick and those who were in prison and fed the hungry and etc. When we do this as unto the least of these, we have done this as unto him. We're being challenged to be the hands and feet of Christ, to support and to love and to uphold individuals who may be very well struggling through mental, emotional, and physical challenges uh, during this time of pandemic. And how can we more effectively be the hands and feet of Christ in that regard? And so Romans 14, 13 basically starts us off with the school of thought that says, therefore, and anytime I see the word therefore in the Bible, it's there for a reason. There's (laughs) something coming behind that. Let us stop passing judgment on one another Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I don't know about you, Wayne, but I'm hearing a lot of on TV people wanting to blame and shift and push off on others and scenarios and situations of why we are here. Mm-hmm. And you know, There may very well be a legitimate point to do that uh, as an exercise to reflect upon later so that we can correct moving forward in the future under certain circumstances. But ultimately, I don't think it's helpful and it's beneficial, and the scripture is telling us this, that people often already feel condemned as if it must be their fault that they are dealing with these diseases or with their particular disease scenario. And this is very true. I've seen it with the cancer community as well, that oftentimes people can get into a mental and an emotional funk, if I can use that word, or place where they get stuck on what did I do? Uh, What could I have done differently? How could I have reacted differently? For example, we, uh, my wife and I, we, we do family Skype calls with all of our family abroad now. And one of the things that that continued to come across in some of the conversations with some of our family members uh, about the excessive amount of things that they felt like they just had to do to try to safeguard themselves from possibly contracting corona. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, at some point, we have to get to a place that we realize that some things are just out of our control, that we can't control and manage in its totality so that we can rest in the Lord. So, and I think that that also is true when uh, individuals begin to experience uh, condemnation with regard to their circumstances and and looking at, is this my fault in terms of, of what is going on with them from a disease perspective? There's a, I think that there's a healthy place to consider what could I've done differently and so on and so forth. But from a coronavirus scenario, we have no idea what we even are dealing with here. And we can't take ownership of if I could have only done things better or different when really the fact of the matter is a lot of that was really much out of our control. Mm-hmm. So bearing in mind, again, not allowing people to beat themselves up, nor should we uh, with regard to this. Then the other thing is, obviously, do not judge or blame them and do not let them blame themselves. That it goes right happens, along with yeah. Earth. Yeah. Because again, first of all, it's fruitless because we need the energy that that is necessary to engage with the present circumstances of the battle that we can't go back in hindsight and try to figure out what we did or didn't do or how we could do it better or differently. Until we find our way through the fog of this scenario, we need all of our resources and our wherewithal mentally, emotionally, medically, spiritually to fight the present circumstances and keep pushing forward until we can see our way through this. And so I think it's beneficial to to take that mental step 
uh, in embracing how we begin to uh, process through our scenario and circumstance. Yeah, I know there's another point to be made here, but I just want to pause and just say, you know, my heart goes out to anyone who's living with cancer right now because of this extra concern suddenly they have. Not only you're dealing with the cancer and fighting the cancer with all you have, but now you have this added concern of this virus. And, and my, my heart goes out to those. It just adds to the fear. And I, I just hope that, you know, the Lord's comforting your heart and, and taking away that anxiety. Well, it, it adds to the burden of, of walking through, you know, that process. I'm walking through the process uh, as a cancer patient. Then, God forbid, if, if, if I contract coronavirus, that dynamic as well. But one of the principles that we've taught on the show before, Wayne, and it's a good time to revisit that, People who have cancer do not only have cancer. They're dealing with other comorbidities. We're learning a lot about the impact of comorbidities now, of other underlying health-related issues, and certainly no one saw or knew or understood what we now are calling coronavirus that has been added to that, that managing that weight and that burden of being a cancer patient and potentially a walking through a coronavirus scenario, that is a heavy weight to carry. And we need to be able to support people and help them uh, manage that burden that they're carrying. Right. So you're absolutely right. Well, in summary, Romans 14, 13 teaches us that our place is not to judge, but it's to love and to encourage and to help people find freedom from the guilt that they may be feeling. That's exactly correct. And I know even for me as a person of faith, there are individuals that I've come in contact with who may not be people of faith, who are really struggling with this whole dynamic and have shared with me, in some cases, family members and friends uh, that may have contracted coronavirus. And I just simply have made the decision that I'm going to love them with the love of God. I'm going to encourage them with the words of hope and faith. I have suggested and recommended that people begin to turn to their faith and and look to uh, their sense of spirituality. But you're exactly right. This is not a time to judge people. This is a time to love them and encourage them and help them to find freedom from any potential guilt that may be hanging over their head because they can't work free uh, and find strength when they're constantly fighting guilt and regret. And I think that that's a big area that we can help people manage and work through this process. We want to focus on something Jesus said in just a moment. Let me remind you, though, that with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And that website is where you go to download our resource, Ways to Respond to Cancer, and I might add, Coronavirus Patients. Ways to Respond. Download it today at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we always take uh, comfort in the words of Jesus. Take us to Luke chapter 18, Percy. Yeah, in verse 27, it tells us that Jesus basically gave a reply that said, What is impossible with man 
is possible with God. And it helps to expand our ability in the midst of crisis, in the midst of calamity and uh, distress and et cetera, to continue to remind ourselves, particularly for those who may be experiencing as a cancer patient, as we spoke of earlier, and then kind of doing the, the having to carry the double burden, if you will, of possibly working through coronavirus, that again, this community may feel that there is no hope But we want to remind individuals that with God, hope is abundant. And it's important to keep that in mind. You know, one of the things that I have noticed and extrapolated, Wayne, from some of the national reportings is that unfortunately that there is an increasing number of the rate of suicide in the midst of this Hmm. time where people are feeling, people starting to feel hopeless and as a result uh, may be turning to the idea of just taking their own life. And so, We want to encourage, first of all, we want to speak against the spirit of hopelessness today and that we want to encourage this audience and anyone listening that again, that with God, God is the God of hope and that hope is abundant. So what may appear to be impossible, well, how can I deal with cancer and deal with coronavirus? Going back to your earlier point, that it is possible with God to manage both and to work through both of those scenarios at the same time. And we want you to be uh, encouraged today and empowered. And those of you who may be supporting others to encourage and support people around the idea that what may seem to be impossible with man is absolutely possible with God at the end of the day. You know, we're all saddened by those who have lost their lives because of the coronavirus and COVID-19, which has just ravaged the world. There's so many people who have died, Mm. but we also need to focus on those who have survived. And uh, that number is is growing every day. And we need to look at that number as well. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, again, to put in perspective, and I'm not a great numbers guy, and I've heard people say you can make numbers say anything you want it to say. And I don't know how true that is or isn't. But what we do know is there are still a larger proportion of people who are experiencing uh, coronavirus who are surviving, mm-hmm. who are living who are actually, you know, telling their story, who are on the other side of their journey. And we need to keep that in front of us. We need to remind ourselves of that just as is with the cancer community. You know, there are people who are living and surviving uh, a cancer diagnosis every day, despite the fact that there may be some who have succumbed to the effects of cancer. The same principle is true and in effect here with regard to coronavirus. So again, let's remind individuals that many people are surviving this virus. And just like with cancer, we're learning more about how to treat this every day as well. So I have faith in science and medicine and clinical care that uh, that's going to get even better. Well, absolutely. And that's part of also, I think the journey is that, you know, there's an education here. We're we have not been down this road before, Wayne, as, as all of the experts have said that, you know, this is unprecedented as uncharted waters, but we are learning from this and we will glean tremendous insights from a medical and a clinical. And dare I even say from a systems perspective, I think that even our systems of our world are going to be augmented and reshaped around reacting and responding to potential types of scenarios that we will be better as a result of this experience. Hey, can I uh, ask a sidebar question here? Uh, You work with so many wonderful hospital chaplains and those who are coming alongside uh, patients, uh, people on cancer journeys. Are they able to spend time at the bedside of these cancer patients during this coronavirus time? 
It's a great question, Wayne, and, and one of the challenges, uh, because what's the strategy and the execution to trying to bend the curve, if you will, and try to mitigate the spreading of this disease is, is social distancing and, and isolation. Well, uh, in many cases, uh, healthcare organizations have had now to restrict, you know, who can come into a patient's room, you know, from the outside community sure. to visit. Uh, in some cases, they have limited that to like one person mm-hmm. per family, despite other family members who may want to come come by. Uh, those individuals are being screened before they actually are allowed to come into the health. A care environment and for obvious reasons. Yeah, I understand and support those moves. That's uh, that's very wise, yeah. Because one of the things that we've been touting and, and reminding and, and shouting from the rooftop is that we also have to think about our healthcare professionals who are on the front lines. They also are being potentially exposed to people who may come in from outside that, you know, may be very well bringing the virus in despite the fact that they're there to visit their loved ones. So there are now uh, new protocols and precautions that are being placed with regard to who and how many people can actually come from outside into the healthcare environment to support and visit their loved ones. Well, as we pray for those who are undergoing some sort of uh, cancer journey or coronavirus episode, Let's also pray for those who are trying to minister and support them as well, that family members too, you know, caregivers. Absolutely. Because they're, and you know, family members and caregivers are really having a tough time because again, of the limitation, if at all, in being able to actually access the health, the interior of the health. That would be so difficult to work through. We need to pray for them. With that, then let's shift gears. All right. And let's see if we can kind of bring this to a close with a final point. And that's found in Psalms 23 and 4 that basically says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Uh, Where we're trying to go here is, and this is, of course, the famous Psalms 23 scripture that we know. These are the most famous words of comfort perhaps ever, right? (laughs) And written by an individual who knew a little bit about being harassed by circumstances and situations that he had to work through challenges, mental, emotional, as a political leader of of being, you know, over the nation of Israel, uh, attacks from enemies. He understood a little bit something about the mental and emotional stress and strain. Yeah. For that reason, I don't think David wrote this as a young shepherd boy. I think he wrote this as an older man who had been through some things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He had been through a war too. That's for sure. Yeah. He had some battle scars that he could reflect upon that allowed him to, to, to pin the wisdom of, of this scripture. And so we need to remind ourselves and individuals that ultimately they are not alone. God is walking with us. He is accompanying us through this process and through all of our challenges and processes, if we will allow him to. God is with us. God is walking with us. And in many cases, he's holding us in the hollow of his hand and carrying us through this. And so they do not need to allow the sense or the perception of feeling like they are alone. And that's a big deal right now, Wayne, because so many people are actually isolated in their own places of habitation literally alone by themselves with no other outside contact. So we need to encourage people to work through the feeling and the sense of isolation and being alone. Just because one is alone 
does not mean that they have to be lonely. We have the spirit of God resident within us and walking with us through this process. So don't and forget. And then we need to remind patients uh, that they are ultimately in the hands of God's care. Ultimately, at the end of the day, God is holding us in his hands. He is, he is carrying us and he is working with us. And so we need to continue to remind and support people with the idea that, again, God has them. And God is looking out for them and God is working things out for our good ultimately uh, at the end of this process. And lastly, we need to remind people not to forget that God may use them as an instrument of encouragement or use us as an instrument of encouragement, I should say for a patient or someone that is going through this process and that we need to be willing. I just talked to my mom the other day and she was telling me about an individual that she had been aware of and had known for quite a while who had been working through some struggles and some hardships, but never really reached out. And I guess just as uh, recently that person reached out and said, I'm ready to talk. I'm Mm. ready to kind of unpack some things. I need some support and some help. And so we may very well be the instrument that God will use with people to encourage them in the midst of the in the midst of the mental, emotional, and certainly medical or physical battle and challenge that one may find themselves in this hour. Don't be surprised of individuals who may reach out and call or reach out and knock on your door. Interestingly, Wayne, I've gotten some very interesting phone calls from people that I haven't spoken to in 10 and 15 years. Isn't that something? That have reached out to me and said, can we talk? Or, you know, I've never forgotten about you, or I remember Mm. this, that, or the other. So be open, be available, and do not be surprised at those that may come across our path that need an encouraging word for the moment and the hour that we live in. Well, I am going to ask you to pray in a moment, but I want our listeners to know that we want to reach out and help and encourage you as you reach out and encourage uh, those who are going uh, through cancer or through the coronavirus uh, crisis right now, ways to respond. If you'd like to download this resource right now, it's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. It would encourage us if you would take it and use it. Percy, I know you did this for the benefit of our listeners and you want it to be uh, out there and used. Absolutely. Again, some simple reminders in terms of how we can react. Respond from your heart. Be dependable. Uh, Show your strength in the midst of their weakness. Uh, Respect their privacy. Allow them to drive the bus and unpack conversation. This is a very practical resource that will equip you to possibly support and walk alongside people who are journeying through challenges and circumstances, cancer, coronavirus, and et cetera. Ways to respond to patients available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And by the way, while you're at the website, if you haven't done so, why don't you go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that uh, you can uh, be notified whenever there's an automatic download of, uh, of our podcast to your computer or smartphone or tablet, whatever way you listen. We'd love to have you as a subscriber to this podcast, as tens of thousands of people are. So we really appreciate uh, those of you who support us with your prayers and with listening and with telling others about health, hope, and inspiration. Well, as promised, why don't you, uh, why don't you pray? Why don't you lead all of us in prayer right now, Percy, for, for those who are going through this, uh, this fear, this added fear of the coronavirus, um, maybe on top of something else they're going through right now. Absolutely. So pray with me now for a moment. Spirit of the living God, We ask that you would now fall afresh upon me and us as a world and a nation. 
Uh, we need the refreshing of the Lord right now uh, manifested via your spirit to come upon us and to renew us and to revive us, Lord. In many cases, there is a sense of mental, uh, emotional, and physical exhaustion uh, as a result of the stress and anxiety of, again, having the normalcy of our lives disrupted and shifted, and in some cases, reset. But what we are confident of is that he who began a good work in you will finish and accomplish that until the coming of the Lord. And we stand on that principle and that precept. And so, Father, hold us, lead us, and guide us, envelop us, and stand over us, be underneath us, and wrap your arms of love all around us as we continue to take one day and one step at a time, as we keep our eyes turned unto the hills from which cometh our help, we are reminded that our help comes from the Lord on this day. Be thou glorified, Lord. We bless you in all our ways, and we thank you that we expect to see a term and a result that will come by your hands, whether medical, whether spiritual, or a combination thereof, we open our hearts and we open our hands to receive, and we thank you in advance for these and all thy blessings. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we do pray and say. Wayne, let me say as a closing yeah. thought please, that people may think or feel what can be worse than cancer and coronavirus. And my reaction and response is, instead, we should think, what could be bigger than God? And our God reigns, and he is bigger than anything that we are facing, including cancer and coronavirus on this day. Amen. Amen. That's Percy McRae, our host here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, we're all dealing with uh, the new normal, so to speak. So I trust that you and your family are doing well, and uh, let's continue to pray for each other and ask our listeners for their prayers as well as we, uh, I don't know, we may return to the studio or we may continue to talk via Skype next time. Who knows? Well, one thing for sure, as a pastor I heard on one of his live streams is we don't complain, we adapt. And so we will be adaptable and we will adopt whatever is necessary to continue to do what the Lord has set before. So right. I pray for you and your family. Love you, friend, and thank you as well as we continue to fight the good fight of faith. Uh, remember, guys, we've got work to do, so keep the faith and keep chopping the wood. Mm -hmm. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncologist 
Cardiology Information Specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.